Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Buccaneers off the Atlanta 11. Snap to Mayfield. Looks left. Looping for the end zone. And it is caught. Kate Otten touchdown. Uh, Richie Grant getting burned. That's the difference today. Now we're live at our top draft inside the new Omni Hotel. Beautiful upscale sports bar, packed house. A lot of disappointed Falcons fans and a, and a, maybe a couple dozen very happy Tampa Bay Buccaneer fans. But, man, what a tough one today. Still had a chance to win in spite of the fact you're down five starters. You started the day without Nate Landman, the linebacker, Kayla McGarry, your O-lineman. Drew Dahlman, your center, and uh, Jeff Okuda in the secondary. And then Jake Matthews leads the game with a knee injury. Chris, Chris Lindstrom left with an ankle injury. He came back in the second half. And Kentavious Street's in, uh, injury, that shoulder injury, once he left the game, that might have been uh, pivotal for the uh, for the Falcons because the Buccaneers were able to uh, start running the ball then because Street's been very good about that. And we're competing, actually competing with um, karaoke here at uh, Top Draft. Somebody's uh, doing a... Launching their feet. Inevitably, whenever there's karaoke going on, somebody's going to do an Elton John song. And that's the case right now. Somebody was doing a, launching a feeble attempt at that. We're competing with that. But 29-25 the final. You lose it today. Drop to 6-7 and seven on the year. you got four games left. Is this a team that can – got to win three or four to have a winning record. And you're longer in first place. Uh, the Buccaneers now have a possession of first place. Also with a 6-7 and seven record. But you've got some bad conference losses too this year. And you just knew it, didn't you? Didn't you just know it? Falcons uh, score the uh, go-ahead touchdown, get the two-point conversion to go up 25-22, and then you just kind of knew. You just kind of knew that the Buccaneers were going to be able to get down the field. And that's what's been so maddening about this defense. Statistically, they've been very good. And I think, uh, well, they have like four or five consecutive three and outs that they uh, forced the Buccaneers into. And then this defense seems to be good, but in pivotal moments with the game on the line, it seems like, Something goes wrong, and they end up losing the game. That was the case today. Desmond Ritter, got to be a career high, what, 345 yards? 347, 26 of 40, touchdown interception. But combination of mistakes and injuries today, just you couldn't overcome it. The safety, how often does a team give up a safety two consecutive weeks? Happened today, Desmond Ritter held the ball too long. Interception on a screen pass. I think Kyle Pitts might have been the, the culprit there because he missed a Missed a block. He's supposed to be blocking in that area where the ball was intercepted. Tampa Bay turns that into a touchdown. But in spite of all that and the offense disappearing for about a quarter and a half, your defense uh, stayed on the field way too long. And then you, your offense is uh, consecutive three and outs. It's just recipe for disaster today. No other way to uh, explain it. 
had a bad feeling coming into this game today as well. You know, you get that ugly win last week against the Jets up there in the rain. Tampa Bay beat up. Had trouble with the Panthers. They were playing down there in a monsoon in Tampa. Just kind of had a bad feeling coming into today. And the thing is, there were two Baker Mayfields. There used to be good Baker and bad Baker. Good Baker can go out, throw three touchdown passes and beat you. Bad Baker can be erratic and throw interceptions and uh, make mistakes and lose the game. Today was adequate Baker. Did just enough, especially on that final drive. And it seems like you get defensive holding penalty. That was on a third down, automatic first down to help them extend their drive. On that game-winning drive, Richie Grant blows the coverage in the end zone. Your tight end gets loose, and, well, here we are. No longer in first place. you got four games left. Is this a team that can win three or four? You have to win three or four to have a winning record. Is that possible? I don't know. How about the Bears? The Bears go out today, and they beat the Lions 28-13. You're going to be in Chicago, what, New Year's Eve. You're going to be in Chicago on New Year's Eve. What, what's the high temperature going to be, five with a wind chill of, like, minus 20 probably? I mean, that's, that's not going to be necessarily a, an easy game, clearly, based on what they did to the Lions today. you got the Colts who are playing quite well. Gardner Minshew's been playing well for the Colts. Colts have a – will be a problem. you got two division games, Carolina. I'm not even convinced we can go into Charlotte and beat Carolina at this juncture. Then, of course, you all close out the season at New Orleans. Not convinced there either. So is this a team that can win three out of four to get to nine and eight? I don't know. And how about our, our kicker? Youngway Koo misses two field goals today. When have you ever seen that? He is so reliable, so clutch. It's it's almost a foregone conclusion. He's going to make whatever attempt he has. But today he misses two. Doinks one off the upright. And the other one he uh, hooked it to the left. Just a bad mode today with the injuries. Young Ho Koo missing two field goals. You give up the safety, an interception. At your own 10-yard line. Recipe for disaster. And what was really maddening is the fact that you could not stop the run today. Tampa Bay came in ranked 30th in the NFL in rushing. And today they're well over 100 yards. They were able to run the ball very well, especially on that last drive. And like I said, the street injury was really uh, costly as far as that goes. So, I mean, what else can you say? I want to hear from you, 404-726-0929. Losing day, a miserable, nasty, horrible day outside. And it's really cold downtown here, too. And I got to tell you, I took Marta in here, parked at uh, East Lake Station, and I saw a bunch of Falcon fans getting off. About 200 Falcon fans got off at Oakhurst Station. Silence. Absolute silence. I get down here to the uh, Georgia Dome Station, CNN Center Station. Hundreds upon hundreds of Falcons fans. Silence. Absolute silence. Just a gut-wrenching loss today like they've all been. Why can't we win these games? There's always somebody else that's going to screw up and cost the Falcons a game, it seems like. And today it was, it was our kicker. That, that, that was a big deal. That six points you could have gotten back, and that, that would have been a difference right there. Not to mention the safety. That was kind of boneheaded, too, as Desmond Ritter was, just couldn't get rid of the ball. He's double-clutching, double-hitching all the other things. It was just um, not good. I had no idea. It's like uh, that, that. this is the quietest 300-yard passing game I think I've ever seen out of Desmond Ritter. He does get in the end zone on that one play. That, that, that quarterback keeper, he scored about five touchdowns on that this year. Tampa Bay knew it was coming, and somebody penetrated the backfield. Desmond Ritter was able to uh, break the tackle and get into the end zone. Drake London, a massive day with uh, 10 catches, well over 100 yards, and he made a fantastic catch at the apex of his jump, every inch of his Athletic ability, all six five of them at the apex of his jump makes a great catch. And he's so good at contested balls, 50-50 balls, such a good physical receiver.
Kyle Pitts gets in the end zone for the first time this year. Isn't that hard to believe? What does he have? Four touchdowns for the highest drafted tight end in NFL history. So where do we go from here? I know you're calling for the uh, head coach's head. Certainly a lot of people are. I'm, I'm not there yet. But I think if there is a collapse at the end of the, if you go one and three, that might be a conversation to be had. But do you really want to go through that again, bringing in a new regime? Yeah, sometimes uh, first-year regimes have success. I don't know. I'm at a loss. It was just uh, just had a bad feeling all day today. But in spite of everything going wrong with with the mistakes and all the injuries, I mean, good lord, both of your both of your lines were decimated by injuries today. In spite of all that, you still had a chance to win, but the defense could not get a stop when they needed it the most. And you just saw it coming. And uh, credit to Baker Mayfield. I don't know why people hate him so much. I guess because he's so punchable. But I always liked his commercials. He was kind of funny when he was living at the stadium. So I don't have a big – but he's feisty. Very competitive, very feisty, just erratic, not very – but he's also hasn't been in very stable situations either. Like when he was in Cleveland, uh, goes out to L.A., and what, he just joined the Rams and helps them win on a Thursday night without even knowing the playbook. So he's, he's got some abilities there. But this was, a, this was a tough one today. I mean, a team with the 30th-ranked rushing offense gashing you on the ground today. So the defense wasn't quite as good. They were good in uh, long stretches, but it seems like they always give things up at the, at the most inopportune moments, and it, it proves uh, costly and fatal. 29-25 the final. Falcons fall to six and seven. Got four of these things left. What can where does this team go from here? This is a tough one today. We're gonna come back and take your calls at 404 726 I'm live here at Top Dr- Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Draft right inside the new Omni Hotel. I'm Rob Turbo. This is the Falcons Flyover. Sports Radio, 929 again. Taking a look back at today's game with Falcons Flyover. Presented by Ticketmaster, the official ticket marketplace of the Atlanta Falcons and the NFL. Our Falcons play here. Sports Radio, 929 the game. Smith with Desmond. John Robinson, and here is Ritter to throw and hit as he does. The ball is out and recovered in the end zone, and it's a safety. Keith Ugh. Smith recovered it after Ritter got hit. Ugh. Well, there you go. Second week in a row, Falcons give up a safety, and that was just that was just god awful. 29-25, the final. And uh, certainly, this offense is maddeningly erratic. Every once in a while, they couldn't seem to really put together. A lot of uh, productive, explosive plays today. 
But the Falcons are the rule, not the exception in the NFL. There's only probably, I don't know, maybe three, four teams that have legit offenses. The offenses are terrible in the NFL now. The explosive play rate is down to 10%. That's the lowest in 23 years. Pass completion percentages way down across the league. And a lot of people are saying that's because of the zone coverages. It has a, that kind of makes your quarterback have to work harder mentally and physically. And when you throw when you throw a pass, you've got guys converging on the ball from different directions in the in the zone situation. It has something to do with it. And teams are spending more money on defense nowadays too, accounting for about 13% of payrolls. That's an all-time high in the NFL. Quarterback hits are way up, and there's also a new wave of newer, inexperienced, younger quarterbacks. Half of the league has quarterbacks on their rookie contracts, and the fact that a lot of them don't even play during the preseason, they miss valuable reps, and, well, there's a growing curve. But offenses are down all across the NFL, and it's just it's, it's, it's putrid. And I, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that a lot of guys, your first-teamers, aren't even playing in the preseason for the most part all across the league. All right, let's let's do let's do the post mortem here. I'm going to do some therapy for you guys at 404 726 0929. It's like um like I was saying, I was talking to my producer Garrett Chab, and he goes, "What's your uh, what's your emotion right now regarding this team? It's kind of a resigned helplessness. That's just what it is. Period. Let's see what Coach B has to say. Hello, Coach B. Welcome here on the Falcons Fly Over with me, Rob Tribble. What up, Dribble? Talk to me, Coach. Hey, I don't need Dribble right now. I need Robbie B. Um, <laughs> you need emotions, Robbie, you need the angry. <laughs> yeah. The emotions is I'm tired. I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired. It's my 11th season being a season ticket holder. And them 11 seasons, we've had two winning seasons and one eight and eight season and everything Ooh. else in garbage. And here we are right now under five. You're dreaming about that money lost, aren't you, Coach? Yeah. Money lost. Just flush it down the toilet, Coach. Because <laughs> I was going to bring it up. I'm almost $30,000 invested in these thousands over these 11 seasons with my tickets and my PSL. And I, I'm, well, I'm, you I'm so tired. Go well, ahead. just invest in a good, ha- healthy drug habit to help you uh, cope with everything, Coach. <laughs> Smoking a cigarette right now. So, uh, <laughs> hey, Coach, appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. All right, let's go out to James. Hello, James. Welcome here on the Falcons Flyover. Well, Trevor, what's going on? What's up, man? Talk hey. to me. What's on your mind? How you man. feeling? You all right? Hey, man, I'm horrible, man. Hey, hey, quick question. So we can go ahead and book two turnovers for Desmond Ritter next week, right? So we can go ahead and book those, <laughs> okay. right? Because Just go ahead and that's automatic. Oh, no. oh um, Lord have mercy. I have no confidence in Desmond Ritter, period. Kyle Pitts caught his first touchdown today. Rob Triple, what week are we in? We in, we in week 13 or week 14? We are, uh, we are in week, uh, well, 14, 13th game for the Falcons. you got four left. And listen, in a passing league, in a passing league where your tight end is supposed to be a quarterback's best friend as a young quarterback in the league, your tight end has one touchdown. What I don't understand about Desiree is it seems like every pass has to be wide open. If if there's one receiver, one step in within the defender, he's going to throw it. He's not going to throw it. He's going to hit it, and he's going to turn the ball over. And I, yeah. I feel like the quarterback is holding us back, man, with this top ten defense, man. I'm, well, a lot I'm of out, people I'm agree out. with it. I appreciate you, man. But the thing is about that top ten defense, it seems like they, they give up big plays at the worst possible key moment of the game. They're great the majority of the game, but then in those inopportune moments, they get a little porous, and you let Baker Mayfield drive down the field for the game-winning drive. You just saw it coming, too. Let's go out to Ken. Hello, Ken. Welcome here on the Falcons flyover. 
Tribble, Tribble, Tribble. Well, the last call, yes. well, not the last caller, but uh, the season ticket holder who said he's been a season ticket holder for 10 years. He said he was sick. Well, guess what, dude? You're going to continue to be sick because your owner, your your old NF owner, continues wow. to um, continues to uh, have the wrong people uh, calling plays and making decisions for him, such as Rich McKay, who should have been gone a decade ago, but he's still in office here. I don't care what nobody says. Rich McKay runs that franchise. And until he changes Rich McKay or get him out of the building, it's going to be the same, same thing. A new regime, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. That's all it's been since this dude's been the owner, man. Arthur, please do us a favor. Sell the freaking team, okay? Do us all a favor here in Atlanta. Sell the team to somebody who know what the hell they're damn doing. Thanks, oh, Trouble. I appreciate you, Ken. Wow, now we're selling the team. That's how bad <laughs> we want a new owner now. Good Lord. Let's go to Eric. Is it Eric or Eric? It's Eric, but yeah, Trevs, last What's time up, I E-Rock? talked to you. Yes, sir. It's last time I talked to you, man, we were in the same dire straits, man. Comes down to play calling, comes down to inability to understand the game of football, right? Coming to a Seems game, like you it. have to win. I don't think they understood that. Number two, Desmond Ritter has the football IQ of a vegetable. He needs leadership. He doesn't have it. Number three, you're not using your weapons, uh, you know, accurately. I mean, you got B. John Robinson. Dude's a beast. Cal Pitts, he's hurt. Everybody doesn't want to say it, but he's hurt. You got Drake London, who showed up today, who showed me that he is. Everybody wants to say he can't, can't catch the D ball. Dude went and snatched the life out of that ball to save the it's game up to that point. Like, look. We got to find a coach that can utilize the strengths of this team, or we're going to continue to go down the road of mediocrity till the end of time. I mean, that's I appreciate basically where you, we're at. And the bad thing is, we're going to look back on this year. It's like, wow, we should have won in Nashville. Should have beaten the Cardinals. Should have beaten the Vikings. Should have beaten the Commanders. Could have, would have, should have. Just agonizingly aggravating losses to teams you should have won. And here you are at six and seven. You got. You got four games left. You're gonna deal with the Bears, the Colts, and uh, Carolina and New Orleans. Look, Rob, good believe, teams. Um, good teams find ways to win. Good teams find well, ways to win. Yeah, good teams get That's a stop it. on that final drive today. Exactly. You got to will yourself to do it, and it's, uh, it's 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 aggravating. All right, let's see what Randy has to say. Hello, Randy. Welcome. Hey, Rob. Um, I am so I am so beyond the acceptance of mediocrity. In this, in this town, I don't hear the anger. I hear some frustration. I just don't hear the anger. You know, I, you can't blame this one on Koo. I mean, that guy is money. You shouldn't have to put him in 50-yard field goal positions. Make the damn first down. Don't stick him back there over the horizon. You know, look, <laughs> the other thing is go out and open the money, open the wallet, get Second contract players, stop worrying about the damn draft. Get proven winners. Maybe even bring Bruce Arians in here as you. He can win. The, he can win some games. The NFC South. I don't care what anybody says. Is the minor leagues now? It just is. I appreciate you, Randy. What's so funny is, who's to say a team from the NFC South could not go and win the Super Bowl? That's how the NFL is this year. I mean, the offenses are terrible. 
all across the league with the, with the exception of a handful of teams. Like I said, explosive play rates are down to its lowest rate in 23 years. Pass completion rates are down. Quarterback hits are way up. Teams are investing in defenses, and the offenses are suffering as a result of the innovations on the defensive side of the ball. You're not, you're not playing your number ones in the preseason. You're not getting the necessary reps. Half of the league's quarterbacks are playing on rookie contracts. That's a big deal, too. So that, that has affected uh, the offenses in the NFL, certainly. 404-726-0929. This is the Falcons flyover. I'm Rob Tribble hanging out at uh, Top Draft, competing with karaoke. Top Draft inside the Omni Hotel. Lovely, lovely sports bar. I'm about to get my, uh, hopefully get a hamburger pretty soon, or maybe the chicken sandwich, or should I just go ahead and, and order the $40 steak and be done with it? I ain't paying for it. <laughs> Let's see what Joey has to say. Hello, Joey. Hey, man, how you doing? First and foremost, uh, get the $40 steak, man. It sounds pretty good. Right. Um, but just got, gotta Joey? say, though, just got to say real quick, though, about these last few callers and the Falcons fan base, you know, I understand – under the stat bar that Desmond Ritter has an interception. But when you go look at the footage and actually break it down, you can't put that all on Desmond Ritter. Terrible no, missed block. Looks like top. Yep. Yeah, terrible blocks right there. You take that interception away, you have the career best day for Desmond Ritter, 26 for 40, 340-something yards. He drove us yep. down the field and put us in position to win the football game. He ran it in himself. But no matter what happens, Falcon fans are going to blame QB1 for absolutely everything. This man is in his, honestly, his first full year as a starter. He gives your wide receiver one the best career game of his NFL career. You see that trust between wide receiver one and QB1. It's building. And these people want it to be ruined. Let them grow. This wasn't on Desmond Ritter, this loss. This was on a destroyed defense with lots of injuries. When Street went out, you noticed that they were able to run the ball more. But no matter right. what, this common Falcons fan base is going to blame QB1 when your young QB goes out there and has a career-defining game. I don't get this fan base. I don't want to lose. I understand the frustration. But don't blame the quarterback. He had a career-defining game today. That's just the main thing I have to say. All right. Appreciate your call. I, I agree with you. I'm not ready to throw in the towel on him yet. you got to let these guys develop. It takes time. Like I said, half the league's quarterbacks are in their rookie contracts. A lot of inexperience as a result. Offenses are kind of sluggish. Defenses seem to be way ahead of most of the offenses in the uh, NFL. It's just the way it is. But I, I'm, I'm going to tell you one thing, though, about the final pass of the game. He got it to Drake London, who's about four yards short of the end zone. Why didn't you throw in the end zone? Why is, a, why is your final Hail Mary pass not thrown into the end zone? That's what I don't get because Drake London catches it, but there's like four Buccaneer defenders around him, and he basically gets uh, his torso separated from his legs on that play. Why not throw it in the end zone? Yeah, it's just maddening. And, uh, Koo, you got to make those kicks. I mean, you just knew it was going to be a bad day when you give up a safety and you miss two field goals, but you still had a chance to win. Couldn't quite pull it off, though. 404 726 As I said, as Falcons fly over, we were hanging out at a top draft over here in the new Omni Hotel. Falcons lose at 29-25 to drop to 6-7. and seven. Buccaneers now sole possession of a first place. New Orleans gets a win today over uh, Carolina, I believe. And uh, you got the Chicago Bears. We're going to come back and go around the league and see what happened today. And what's so funny, I was kind of making fun of a lot of the matchups as far as uh, quarterbacks this week, the Gardner Minshews, et cetera, a lot of these backups, Browning starting up in, up in uh, Cincinnati for um, um, Cincinnati for uh, the injured uh, Joe Burrow. He goes out and has a great day today, too, as well, throwing for over 300 yards, I do believe. So it's kind of interesting as far as that goes. But, man, it's not on Desmond Ritter today. It's just uh, just a horrible convergence of uh, key injuries, especially – 
you were down two of your starting tackles and your starting center at one point today. Lots of up injuries on the defensive side of the ball, too. As well, Kentavious Street's injury, I think that was really paramount to uh, bad news for the Falcons today because uh, Buccaneers were suddenly able to run the ball, and he was pretty good at uh, snuffing that out. Still had a chance to win. Still had a chance to win, but you didn't. Is this a team that can win three of their next four? They have to win three of their next four to have a winning record. I'm not seeing it. And there's been uh, times this year where I was downright angry doing this show after a Falcon loss, and like I said, now it's just uh, I'm just too tired to be angry now at this team. It's just uh, so maddening. So many winnable games against mediocre and sub-mediocre teams. Slip through your fingertips, you get those losses. Now you're standing at six and seven, four games left. Can you get to nine and eight? I don't know. And what is the future of Arthur Smith? I know this fan base is getting a little weary of him, a little tired of him. I understand that. I just don't. If they go in two and two to finish out the uh, the season, I, I think he keeps his job. And I don't know if I'm okay with that or not. I go back and forth on the whole thing. But you got to let your quarterback play, see what you got with him. Maybe look look for it in the offseason if that's what your ultimate conclusion will be. We're going to come back and hear from Desmond Ritter and our Arthur Smith, Calais Campbell as well. David Archer caught up with them postgame. On this losing day, 29-25, Falcons lose it to the Buccaneers. This is the Falcons Flyover Sports Radio, 1990 game. All game is over. Talking about today's game here. On the Falcons Flyover. Presented by Ticketmaster, the official ticket marketplace of the Atlanta Falcons and the NFL. Sports Radio, 92.9, the game. Quick throw on the perimeter. Intercepted. And a touchdown. Well, it's just a horrible job by Pitts. And by Van Jefferson, they're supposed to block. This is, again, a swing screen. There you go. The interception wasn't on Desmond Ritter. You missed some blocks downfield. That just collapses the play. They get the interception. That was not a touchdown, though. He was ruled down by contact. But the Buccaneers still turned that into a touchdown. They get the ball in the Falcons, what, nine-yard line. So that was pretty easy. You give up a safety. Your, your field goal kicker is normally money in the bank, an afterthought almost. He misses two today. And as a result, you lose the game 29-25, all sorts of injuries. I mean, injuries of this team has been relatively pretty healthy for the most part all year, but now your bye week's behind you, and you're going to be going into your fourth uh, final four games really kind of banged up along the offensive line especially. All right, let's go out to the calls. Let's go to Andy. Hello, Andy. Welcome here on the Falcons flyover. Hey, how you doing? Go ahead, Andy. What you got? Okay, so I've been a Falcons fan my whole life. I got to get a lot of these people out, and I think it's just frustrating that this team seems to be the same team every year. We go seven and ten, six, six and eleven, whatever. But what I'm a lot of sameness. We, what I'm noticing is when this team is drafting, you look at the 2021 draft. I mean, there's nobody from that draft that's really been any good other than Kyle Pitts, and he really hasn't uh, been as good as we thought he'd be. And then I just feel like the coaching, the general manager, there's just something not working here, and I, I don't know what it is. I'd like your thoughts. All right, I appreciate you calling. You know, I think the roster's actually kind of good. I mean, you've got all sorts of weapons on offense. It seems like Arthur Smith tries to outsmart himself or overthinks things. You bring in a bunch of veterans on defense, and as a result, you're a, you are a top-ten defense, although they seem to uh, give up big plays and touchdowns at the worst possible times, and you saw that today as Baker Mayfield leads the Buccaneers to a victory. You can say play calling, just uh, stupid mistakes. You'll, you'll, you'll be on a good drive, and all of a sudden you'll get a – one of your offensive linemen gets uh, – blown for holding or anything there's always some inopportune moment for a penalty as well that seems to sidetrack this team after the game today young way you normally don't get to hear much from him 
He's normally responsible for a game winner, but he missed two today, and they were very costly. David Archer caught up with a Falcons kicker. You don't have we don't have him. I thought we I thought you did. I thought I saw that. Well, that's okay. Well, he should. He should be answering for himself. Get him on the line right now, damn it. Let's hear from Arthur Smith then after the game today. Art, you came into the game banged up, and you got even more banged up. How much did that affect uh, maybe some things along the offensive front? Well, a little bit, but then, you know, that's our job to problem solve. And, you know, those credit, you know, Tyler, Rabel, thought stepped up. Obviously, Storm uh, starting this week. And, you know, even, you know, Chris went out for a second. And um, obviously, Newsel played. But those guys, they fought. And, uh, you know, we, we adjusted and, uh, you know, obviously came up short. Frustrated, but we're, this, this won't. This won't get us down, but we'll, we'll, we'll come back from this. They limited you a little bit in the run game. Now, maybe some of that was by design. You're attacking them through the air a little bit as well, but uh, started to get some footing in the run game where there's some things you adjusted there at halftime to get some things going offensively. Oh, they were bringing a lot of pressure to sell out to stop the run. So we were, you know, they were jumping things. So we, you know, tried to back them off. And we thought as the game went on, we could wear them down. And uh, I thought we did that in the fourth quarter. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, we didn't make enough plays. Couple self induced. Uh, mistakes, a couple of missed blocks, one on the screen out there to Bijan, and then he missed a block on the safety where uh, where Des got sacked in the end zone. Just kind of some self-induced uh, mistakes there. Yeah, I mean we had plenty of chances really in all three phases. Arch, we did um, give Tampa credit. You know they they made the play late and uh, it was a go ahead, and we came back down and. Um, Unfortunately, we were short. We talked about you being banged up on the offensive side. Really got banged up on the defensive side as well, especially in the defensive interior. Looked like they started to find a home with their run game a little bit. Well, a little bit of that was the game plan, what we're doing, Mike Evans. So, you know, it was give and take. And, uh, you know, they stayed patient and credit to them. And, uh, you know, we just, like I said, they – we had our opportunities late. Uh, we didn't get it done. All right, 450 yards of offense for the Falcons. Moved the ball really well in the second half. Only 290 yards of offense for this Buck team. They come away with the W. What do you take away as you get ready? Three-way tie at the top of the division. Well, you know, we got to hit the home stretch. Um, this is the NFL. You know, everybody's dealing with something. Uh, nobody's going to feel sorry for you. We certainly won't feel sorry for ourselves. We can be frustrated, but we still got opportunity ahead of us, and we will. We'll get back to work tomorrow. Thank you, man. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. All right, there's uh, Coach Arthur Smith. Falcons lose it 29-25, drop to 6-7. and seven. Buccaneers 6-7, and seven. Saints 6-7 and seven on the victory over Carolina today. Let's go out back out to the phones. Let's hear uh, – let's go to Sabrina. Hello, Sabrina. Welcome. Hi. What's so, on your mind, my dear? I've been a season ticket holder just like most for a long time. You know, I moved right. to Birmingham to work, so I drive back for the games and, you know – I'm just kind of disappointed. You know, today, I kind of was like you. I knew we probably weren't going to win. I just had this eerie feeling. We had so many injuries. Yep. And I'm like, okay, we're probably going to lose this game. Mike Evans is going to torture us. That was a positive because he didn't torture us like I thought right. he was going to torture us. Um, but then I got pissed because I was like, well, we could have won the game. And it's just, you know, and I, I'm a, telling one of my friends, I'm a, I'm a little afraid to win out. Because I don't want to signal message that what we have is good, and I can really see Arthur Smith going with you know we just need another year, and that concerns me. And I like Desmond Ritter; he's a good kid, but I just don't think he's uh, he's ready right now. And I think it's holding this offense back because you draft three skill positions the last three years. We're supposed to be lighting up the field, and it's you just would really think so. frustrating. 
It is frustrating, Brenda. Yeah. Thank you very much. It's almost like I almost feel like sometimes there's too many options on this offense to the point where you can't really establish what you really want to do, it seems like. Okay, I understand why you had to throw the ball a lot today because Falcons were not effective running the ball, and Tampa Bay has not been effective running the ball all season until today. And that Contavious Street injury, the shoulder injury, that's a big reason why Tampa Bay really started establishing the run, even on that final drive as well. And, of course, they get the game-winning uh, touchdown pass. Richie Grant gets beaten. Baker Mayfield leads the Buccaneers to the victory today. Let's go out to uh, Mark. Hello, Mark. Welcome. You're on the Falcons flyover. Hey, Rob. You know, I really think this is coming down to good football decisions. Fontenot and Smith sold us Bijan, sold us Ritter in the spring. And you're basically entrusting a championship defensive team, which only gave up 20 points today, to rookies and unproven rookies. I believe Corderell and 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 Algier may be looking for somewhere else to go next year because we should have been starting Algier using Bijan on second and third down because he's no good going up the middle. And, and and you know, I mean, you, you're just not making the decisions that need to be made. All right, appreciate you calling me. Well, Bijan Robinson, the thing about him is, and uh, Mike Johnson has been saying this, former Falcon, of course, host of the morning shift. Yeah, I'm, I'll be on with them tomorrow, by the way, filling in for uh, Tiffany. Bijan Robinson not a very patient runner. He doesn't kind of let things uh, develop, and that that's that's kind of a, a limitation of his. As brilliant as he is, as amazingly talented as he is and shifting all the things, not a really patient runner. He'll just uh, try to exploit the first thing he sees, and Tyler Algier, a much, patient, much more patient runner, actually. Technically, maybe a better back as far as that goes, not as athletic, maybe not as talented, but, but today you really couldn't get anything going in the running game for the most part. And they were selling out against run. That's, as a result, that's why Desmond Ritter has a career high of uh, 347 yards. Interception's not his fault. Does have a TD pass to uh, Kyle Pitts. Also runs in for another one as well. Let's go out to Pierre. Pierre, welcome. You're on the Falcons flyover. We are live at Top Draft inside the new Omni Hotel. Go ahead, Pierre. What's on your Rob, mind? Rob, I wish I was flying over, man. I wish I was flying over. Listen, <laughs> 20 years, 20 years paying season ticket holder don't miss no home games don't sell my tickets to no visiting fan and man a dreary rainy now cold day i can't take too much more of this man we are better than this we should be better than this and yeah i hear y'all saying can't put it on ritter but come on man let me tell you what i'm seeing rob i'm seeing ritter holding the ball too long i'm seeing ritter waiting to see that the receiver is completely open as opposed to that ball being on the way so when they make their break Boom, that ball ought to be there, man. And, and listen, let me say this. i got to say this. Listen, I love Arthur Banks. Arthur Blank turned this entire I, – I started season ticket holding 20, oh, 2003 because of Arthur Blank and what I saw him doing for this franchise. I, I think that uh, I agree with the uh, previous caller. I think Rich McKay might be a problem. I, I think we're, we're too much the same. And then finally – you know, I just left Ruth Chris because that's where I have to go after every Falcons loss. They've got this wonderful sweet potato souffle that I just bury my sorrows in. I don't think we're going to win the next four games. In fact, I think we're going to go zero and four, and that's going to be a disappointing Ooh. season. Yeah, man. I appreciate you, Pierre. Wow, you're doing, eating your emotions. That's a good. I drink my emotions. 
But I did just get served up the most beautiful-looking fried chicken sandwich, man, here at uh, Top Draft. And these special little french fries, too. This uh, this looks pretty lovely. But I'm not going to eat on the air, though. Have you ever heard a radio host eat on the air? It's the worst sounding. It's, it sounds terrible. All right, let's go out to Gabe. Hello, Gabe. Welcome. What's on your mind? Talk to me. Hey, Rob. Uh, man, it's, it, where do you start? Uh, so I, I hear everybody, you know, saying, like, well, Ritter's holding the ball too long and he has a career day. But in the third quarter, we wasted the entire third quarter. We had two drives back to back. Of consecutive passes, no run. So it's not like we didn't even try to run. Like we didn't try to run at times when we needed to just try to establish rhythm on offense. And I think that's a lot of why we don't see Bijan being Bijan because he can't get in the rhythm, and that's what running backs need. And you see it happening in the fourth when we actually start running the ball, and it's just like I, I, you know, we, we're gonna go to Soldier Field in a couple of weeks. And that's where Home Alone is. I want to leave Arthur Smith in the same house they left Kevin McCook, you know, Kevin in, and Home Alone one. And then don't go back. Go to Paris. Go wherever. Oh, wow. You know, and and don't come back because so you don't want him. I, you don't want him fired. You want him left somewhere alone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just leave him. Let let Harry and Marv go see about him because it's every week like the defense does its job, but the offense, it, which is his baby, struggles. And it's because of he's overthinking. He's trying to outsmart himself and outsmart everybody else and then outsmart I think there's something himself to that. again. All right, Gabe, oh. I appreciate you call, man. Another thing Desmond Ritter kind of has, has admitted, too, with, you know, of course, I mean, playing quarterback in the NFL is the most difficult position in sports. Desmond Ritter has actually admitted, though, that he's he's had trouble with overthinking things and uh, overly trying to process things and uh also feeling a little bit of pressure because of the magnitude of the position he does play. But he has a career day today, and I'm not going to put the uh, interception on him. The safety probably he just sat there in double clutch, and he gets, uh, gets the ball knocked out of his hand. Thankfully, a Falcons uh, offensive player recovered it. Otherwise, it would be a touchdown for the Buccaneers. But 404-726-0929, just don't even have the energy to be angry anymore. Let's go out to John. Hello, John. Welcome here on the Falcons flyover. Hey, Rob. Couple, couple quick points. One, we've all talked about Arthur Smith. His play calling is just so bad. I mean, that screenplay, sure, we missed a couple blocks, but there's no reason to run that play with that kind of field position right there. And then second, we're all giving Desmond Ritter, well, a lot of people are giving Ritter a pass saying today wasn't on him. He had a career day. The interception wasn't on him. But he's played almost a year now as a starter, and his decision-making is just not getting any better. On the safety, he held the ball too long. On the last play of the game, he doesn't even reach the end zone. Before that, he, th- you know, on the drive before that, the ball where Drake London makes an incredible catch was an interception waiting to happen with the safety over the top. Uh, earlier in the, it was either late third quarter or earlier in the fourth quarter, he throws a ball that doesn't make it to the sticks on it was what it, it was either third or fourth down. He hit the linebacker in the face mask with a pass. He's just not making good decisions. <laughs> All right, I appreciate you. I'd forgotten about that particular play. <laughs> 29-25, the final Falcons dropped to 6-7. and seven. Buccaneers improved to 6-7. and seven. They are in first place now by virtue of the uh, tiebreaker. We're going to come back and hear from uh, Desmond Ritter and Drake London and Calais Campbell as well as David Archer got some uh, post-game uh, remarks from on this losing afternoon, unfortunately. Four games left. Can the Falcons possibly win three or four? Get a 9-8 record? Win- oh. 
game is over. Listen in as we analyze today's Falcons game on the Falcons flyover. Presented by Ticketmaster, the official ticket marketplace of the Atlanta Falcons and the NFL. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Here's second and nine. Ritter cuts it loose. Pitts wide open at the five. Touchdown, Atlanta. Oh, my goodness. I can tell you this. That wasn't the coverage Tampa had in mind. <laughs> West Durham with the call for CN Arch. 29-25, the final. Falcons drop to 6-7. and seven. No longer in first place. That belongs to Tampa. We got kind of virtually a three-way tie for first, but you have to go through the – navigate the tiebreakers and all that stuff. Not a bad day for Desmond Ritter. 26 of 40, 347 yards a touchdown. He had that one interception, but you can basically blame that on receivers not blocking downfield. David Archer heartily scathed Kyle Pitts, and I believe it was Van Jefferson for for their lack of activity blocking on that particular play, which led to an interception, and Buccaneers turned that into a field goal, turned that into a touchdown. Young-Way Koo misses two field goals, something he rarely ever does. Just uh, injuries piling up, too. You were basically down to playing uh, two backup tackles and a backup center as well. But after the game today, David Archer caught up with the Falcons quarterback, Desmond Ritter. These divisional games are always hard-fought games. You guys got off to a little bit. You got the really good opening drive, and then it kind of got weird from that point. What, what was going on? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, we just got to find a way to sustain and find a way to, to keep the consistency um, throughout the entire game. Uh, you know, there's a lot of, you know, bad play as far as, you know, from my part, from, you know, all of us are from an offense. Uh, we just got to be better. Self-inflicted wounds, really, what happened. A couple of missed blocks ended up leading to nine points. The screen, certainly you're expecting a block out there. You don't expect the corner to split that, and then, then you don't get a block down on the goal line. Tell me about, though, the mindset as you kind of kept grinding it. You're down 19-10, and you still hang in there to go get, go get the lead. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're never uh, down and out of any fight. Um, you know, we, we've seen that over the years. I um, mean, you know, our defense is a, a hell of a defense and does a great job and gives us plenty of opportunities. Um, and, you know, especially in those third quarter, you know, I just felt like we kept going back and forth, back and forth. Um, when the defense gives us a short field, we got to take advantage of it, which we didn't do. Tell me about the, dr- the trust you have in Drake London to put him up to bat. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean, he had a heck of a game out there. Um, but, you know, we built up a lot of uh, connection, you know, a lot of banked reps um, to be able to go out there and just play. All right, you get in on the zone read. Were you convinced that you were going to get around Troy on so you It looked like he had pretty good leverage on you. You just outran him, used that athleticism to get in the end zone. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've, I've had a lot of the type plays just like that um, all the way through high school and college. So um, just kind of went back to that. But, you know, you look back at it, you hand it, he probably walks in as well. All right. As a leader, you guys are six and six or six and seven along with Tampa Bay and with New Orleans. So it's a fight to the finish. You're going to get Tampa at the end of the year. What's the message now as you get ready for these last couple? Yeah, just, uh, you know, every single day, just keep getting better. Um, you know, we're going up, uh, going on a road against Carolina. Um, it's going to be another big one. And every single game after that will be big. But, you know, it's just one day at a time, one week at a time. Thanks for your time, Des. Thank you. Yep. Four games left. Only one of them at home. You're going to be in Charlotte, take on Carolina. Remember last year when the Falcons went up to Charlotte, that Thursday night game? The grenade toss by Marcus Mariota, one of the most pathetic-looking NFL passes I've ever seen in my life. You lose that night. I think Al Michaels wanted to quit broadcasting having to do that game last year. Well, Falcons in Charlotte on Sunday. And your final home game of the year is going to be against the Colts. When they come to town, Colts are not going to be a – they're going to be a tough out as well. Then, of course, you go to Chicago – on New Year's Eve, we're just going to be single digits up there, I would imagine. And then you close things out in New Orleans. So just one home game left. Can this team win three of the next four? I, I'm not seeing it, unfortunately. Certainly anything could happen because offenses around the NFL 
Offensive production is down. Offenses just aren't as good as they have been. This is like in a decade. The amount of explosive plays in NFL games are down, way down, for the first time in well over a decade. And, of course, you've got a lot of young, inexperienced quarterbacks playing on rookie quarterbacks, rookie contracts as well. That plays a big role in it. All right, let's go back out to the phones. This is the Falcons flyover hanging out at Top Draft inside the new Omni Hotel on this losing afternoon. Let's go out to Otis. Hello, Otis. Welcome. Hey, Rob. I'm used to saying good morning. I'm not used to saying good afternoon. <laughs> huh. uh, uh, I, I blame this one on coach again. When you start the game and get down like fourth and one, and they're almost in their end zone, and you stop running the ball, I don't understand that. I don't understand not using CP. He should be used every time inside the 10-yard line. And I don't understand Art Smith play calling. And you can't put this on Ritter. Anybody put this on Ritter don't, ain't watching the game. That's my wake-up call. Thank you. I appreciate you, man. Well, like you said, there's been several callers complaining about, oh, why weren't you trying to establish a run? You couldn't really run the ball today. It was very tough, and you heard Arthur Smith tell David Archer they were selling out to stop the run, so therefore Falcons were trying to uh, back them off a little bit by trying to establish Scotty Miller as a deep threat downfield, Those 0 for 2 on those attempts. But that explains why Desmond Ritter's uh, passing yards was so up today because they did have trouble running the ball. Conversely, Tampa Bay, 30th in the league in rushing, they had no trouble running the ball today. They were able to establish that, and they were able to escape with a victory based on that mainly. Let's go out to KB. Hello, KB. Welcome here on the Falcons flyover. Hey, what's up, Rod? Hey, hey. Talk, talk to me. Hey, I just want to I, – I, I agree with the last caller. Um, I don't understand why we don't utilize CP enough. Uh, every game we played against Tampa Bay, CP had a great game, no matter how good their defensive line is. Uh, we definitely need to play more physical on that on with the run game. And B. John, we need to use Cardell and B. John and then use Algier in the second half of the game. I feel like we need to use the run game, and this definitely fall on Arthur Smith tonight, today. All right, appreciate you. What Arthur was saying, it's kind of hard to run run today because they were selling out to stop the run today. That's why Desmond Ritter's uh, passing yardage was so inflated. And they really couldn't. Kind of got to go in the second half. B. John Robinson, a couple of uh, big runs, ends up scoring as well. Got it established somewhat. But you had that period uh, today where the Falcons' defense just could not get off the field when they would. Offense would go three and out. Defense be right back on the, on the field again. So let's go out to Cameron. Hello, Cameron. Welcome. Talk to me, Cameron. Um, I, it's, it's just laughable at this point. Um, it's just like anger has now turned to disappointment, and now it's just numbness. Uh, I, I don't even know... Where you, I don't even know where you go from here <laughs> as a franchise. I mean, it's what I, I, I week in and week out. I am sick and tired of this franchise just taking my joy away every Sunday. <laughs> Stealing your joy. <laughs> I, I understand. I get it. I know the feeling. This <laughs> franchise is literally the embodiment of the Grinch. Like they, they're stealing my Christmas joy. <laughs> All right, man. I, I appreciate I, you going. Oh, you're still going. What, what else you got? All I was saying was, like, I something needs to change at the end of the season because management cannot let this roll over to next year. You cannot be looking at what the process on the field and think this is okay. All right. I appreciate you, Cole. I don't, I don't think uh, Arthur Smith's seat is all that warm yet. It might be starting to heat up a little bit, perhaps. And I think if you do have a colossal collapse, if you go 1-3 and three or 0-4, oh 
to end the season. You might be looking at a new head coach, but I, I think if they go like two and two or something like that, he'll get another year to try to figure it out. Let's go out to, is this Myon or Myron? Myron. It's Myron, Rob. Myron. Talk to me, Myron. What you got, brother? Uh, Rob, this is Dan Levenier's uh, season ticket holder here. Um, this team, like, well, let me start this. Art Smith is over his head. Um, you see him on the sidelines. You watch him. He's not confident at all in his own play calling. Um, he's very predictive. The reason that corner was able to jump that route and, and make the interception, we run it six times a game. We just we, all you gotta do is watch the motion. You know what's coming. Uh, Ritter, uh, it's easy to have a, a record day, but you know he's still he's over his head. He's overthinking. And we got CP, who we should be using like uh, St. Hughes, Tyson Hill. We have all the weapons. That's just no excuse for it. I, you know, Arthur's a loyal guy, so unfortunately, I think we will be stuck with Arthur Smith again next year. Um, but this has been a total failure on his part because this team has underachieved with the amount of talent that we have. And um, as, as somebody that's putting money behind the talk, and I have to explain to my wife every year why I'm spending this money, it's not a whole lot of fun. I appreciate you, man. Well, this could be a case where uh, Arthur Smith's lo- loyalty to Desmond Ritter could cost him his job. Who knows? I still don't think Desmond Ritter's hit his ceiling yet. You see him make these great throws. You see him make great plays, but then you'll see him make mistakes. Not get rid of the ball quick enough. As a result, you uh, end up being uh, tackled for a safety. Things like that. It just seems like if he could just be consistent, string those things together, he'll be just fine. I don't think he's hit his ceiling yet, and I'm I'm not thinking the Falcons necessarily going to draft a quarterback in the offseason as well. And that's a shame, too. If they keep losing, this uh, Falcons flyover is going to be devoted to uh, talking about what they're going to do with the draft pretty much, <laughs> which would be a sad occasion. Let's go out to Ron. Hello, Ron. Welcome. Hey, Rob. Hey, man. Um, I, I hate hearing everybody keep saying this is not on Ritter. Um, I look at five or six key plays where it's been on Ritter every single time, man. Like in the first half, he misses Bijan in the flat. Wide yeah. open. There's no reason to miss that slow. It's a basic high school quarterback throw. He misses it. Right. And then that's why Koo, that's when Koo had to kick the field goal. He missed the field goal. Would have never had to done that if he would have done that. That was six points. Then on the, the, uh, the Scotty Miller play, wide open, the long route down the middle of the field. Instead of leading him to the middle of the field and throwing it out in front of him, he throws it short to the side. Yeah, that's another six points. You're tapping the ball. When you're in the end zone for the safety, it's only one thing they tell you as a quarterback. When you're backing up in your own end zone, you cannot take a sack, period. He's tapping the ball. You got one, maybe two seconds at the most. He did, that's on him. Then you had the play where he, um, where he missed no, one, the, the, one, the interception. One. The interception was, yeah, they missed their block. But as a quarterback, the ball is in your hand. You have to be able to look at the play and make that read and say, hey, this play is busted. I cannot release this ball. He did a no-look pass. He turned and threw it without even looking at the play. You cannot do that as a quarterback. That's totally on him. Yeah, Arthur Smith should not have called that play with your back up against the, uh, your own end zone. I give him that. But if, And I'm not saying he has to be perfect as a quarterback, but if he just makes one of those plays, just one that I'm naming, this game is over. We win the game. Uh, 
All right, man. I appreciate your call. I'm, I'm kind of distracted by this uh, this woman singing karaoke. Sounds like she's being waterboarded, though. <laughs> Let's go out to Special K. Special K, welcome. How you doing, Rob? Well, how you doing, man? How many how many pops you had today? Oh, good God of mine! I'm smoking goddamn Marlboro 100s <laughs> and drinking Ice House. After all, is look, everybody wants to blame Desmond Ritter. You're on the seven yard. Well, first of all, why you field the punt at the seven yard line to start with? Put you in it yourself in that situation to give up the two points, and you're behind the center, and you're going to do a eight-yard drop-back pass. How do you know? You, you know, if anything would have been, you just took it behind the center and run it up the middle with a quarterback sneak just to get some yards to get you out of that situation. I don't blame Ritter for nothing on this game at all. It's, all right, Special K. I, I appreciate you. I, I tell Ice you House what, and Marlboro it, Reds. Yeah, hey, look, I'm just, I'm just going to tell you right now, just listen to that karaoke and let that uh, girl keep singing because it sounds like you're having a better time than we are. So, well, there, there, there's some attractive women in here. That's, that's certainly always the case every time we show up, and that's always a good thing. All right, we're going to come back and uh, and hear from uh, Drake London, Calais Campbell as well, go around the uh, NFL. Interesting day. Maybe smoke some Marlboros, too. Maybe I'll run outside and do that right now. This is Falcons Flyover Sports Radio, 99 again. Game is over. Wow, this game is over. We're doing a complete breakdown of today's game with Falcons Flyover with Rob Dribble, presented by Ticketmaster, the official ticket marketplace of the Atlanta Falcons and the NFL. Our Falcons play here. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Oh, Ritter going to keep it going around the edge. Shinko Tryon couldn't hang on. And Desmond's in the end zone. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, Desmond Ritter's had a lot of success with that uh, that keeper. He runs it outside. Uh, Tampa Bay certainly expected it, but defender got into the backfield. Desmond Ritter uh, actually able to shake free and uh, scores a touchdown, but in a losing effort. Everything was kind of against the Falcons. And there's been a lot of bad football offensively in the NFL, and the numbers show it, as I talked about earlier. Explosive play rate down to just 10%. That's the lowest in 23 years. Pass completion percentage is way down. Teams are spending more on defense, too. Accounting for 13% of their payroll, that's an all-time high, so really a big focus on defense. You've got a lot of, you got a new wave of younger, inexperienced quarterbacks, which explains the erratic uh, offense in the NFL this year, and it's kind of league-wide outside of a, just a few teams for the most part. And as a result, also, there's a lot of zone coverage. You're getting cover fours, cover sixes, basically. That makes a quarterback, uh, that taxes them mentally and physically because you have defenders converging on the pass. You have to be able to anticipate that and deliver it into a tight window. Desmond Ritter can do that sometimes. Lack of consistency, though. And I, I still think he hasn't hit his ceiling. I'm not ready to give up on him yet, but it depends on the week, though. It's a week-by-week thing, certainly. All right, let's go back out to the phones. Let's go to we got Albert. Hello, Albert. Welcome. Hey, hey, hey. How's it going? Um, any thoughts on why they won't use the, uh, the fullback um, in the red zone? 
It's a good question. I don't know what people complain about that, how Arthur Smith tries tends to get a little cute and tries to be uh, way smarter everybody else in the in the red zone. Don't go with what your strength is. But they couldn't establish a run today. Tampa Bay sold out to stop the run today, and that's why Desmond Ritter had an inflated uh, yards pass today, way over 300 yards, career high for him. They just couldn't establish a run today. They somewhat were able to in the second half, but they had to start throwing the ball to back them off defensively. That's what Arthur Smith was saying after the uh, game today. I appreciate your call, Albert. And after the game today, Drake London, a huge day. Ten catches, what, 175 yards, career high for him, including a, an amazing catch at the apex pecs of his jump. Every inch of his vertical leap went into making that fantastic catch. Kind of galvanized the Falcons. They end up scoring, but defense had to make a stop, and they couldn't do it after the game. David Archer caught up with uh, Drake London. Drake, monster day for you statistically. I know that doesn't do anything for you when, when you lose a football game, but 10 for 172, you continue to come on. Tell me about that, and you're just, you continue to emerge as this big-time player. Um, just taking, taking my opportunities as they come, you know. Um, Des is a great quarterback, and he believes in me, and sometimes he just tosses up the rock and hopes five comes down with it, and that's my job to come down with it. So um, it was great in that aspect, but, again, those are just personal stats, and I'd rather have a W with zero catches than anything right now. Sure, understood. Um, I do want to take you to an individual moment where Des did put you up to bat. Unbelievable catch to put us in position to go ahead in the game. Talk me through that, just your ability to attack the football and just take it away from everybody. Um, honestly, it was stuck in the lights for, for a little bit, and I just saw uh, Winfield out of my peripheral kind of setting up for the ball, not trying to hit me. So if I try to cut him off, then hopefully it stuck to my hands, and that's what it did. Yeah, big-time play. As good a catch as I've seen. Been doing the games 20 years. That's as good a catch as I've seen. Phenomenal play. All right. Obviously, you lose to a divisional opponent today. Um, you're a young player, but you've been in this mix. Tell me about what moving forward is, because that's what it's about, right, moving forward. Yeah. Um, you know, we just got to go back in the lab and, and cook something up. Um, it's just one of those ones. This one hurts a lot. It's could have set us up pretty, pretty well, you know. So um, we just got to go back in there, work, and um, try to figure this thing out so we can make that push to the playoffs. As you stick your head up, though, you're right there. You're still in the position. I know you could have inched your way much closer in, in, in position. So as you looked at the Tampa Bay team, what were there anything they were giving you problems with? You guys looked like you wanted to attack them through the air today. Um, I wouldn't say, necessarily say there was any problems. I think there was a lot of self-shooting um, in the foot. Yeah. Um, that's where we got to get better at, you know, um, just playing ball and playing ball together collectively on DNO. Monster day for Drake London. Just a huge day. Thanks, bud. Appreciate you, Archie. All right, there you have it. And a key thing today, I was kind of worried about the Mike Evans situation. He was not a factor today. He has traditionally torched the Falcons. He's a future Hall of Famer. He's got 10 consecutive seasons of over 1,000 yards. Did not make his first catch until the third quarter. And he was targeted eight times. Clark Phillips has been a, a revelation coming in at a very thin defensive uh, backcourt. He's been he's been very good. Contavious Street, what a great acquisition he was. But when he went down with that shoulder injury, Buccaneers were able to establish a run. And injuries today, big time. You're, you're playing with... Two backup tackles and a backup center. You're without Nate Landman. He was out, the linebacker out. I think he had a knee injury last week or might have been an ankle, but he was out today. Caleb McGarry, Drew Dahlman, your center, Jeff Okuda. Jake Matthews left with a knee injury. Chris Lindstrom left with an ankle injury. He did return in the second half, but not quite as effective. So the injuries and uh, the mistakes, the safety, the interception, not being able to get a stop on the final drive, and as a result, guess what? You're 6-7. and 29-25 the final. Got to go to Charlotte, take on the Panthers. I'm not necessarily confident they're going to get the win next week. Final home game against the Colts, and you close out the season 
up in Chicago and then with uh, New Orleans on January 7th. Four games left. You're sitting at six and seven. Can you get to nine wins? Can you go three and one? I'm not seeing it. I mean, if last week they won, beat the Jets in a bad weather game, an ugly game, but you got the victory. First two-game losing streak since uh, the start of the season when they started off 2-0. and And then you're <laughs> – wow. The karaoke. The, the talent in here singing karaoke is, is, is hilarious. That's yeah, awesome. After the game today, Falcons, uh, David Archer caught up with Calais Calma, the big Falcon defensive lineman. Calais, this was uh, anytime you get in these divisional games, it seems like they're hard fought battles. Uh, this was one where you guys are really trying to hold on to the rope there in the first half. What, what kind of battle was it there early on? I mean, it was a division game, you know, uh, in December. You know, I mean, there are always going to be battles. You know, uh, they won it, we won it, you know, and we're going to fight for it. They're going to fight for it. And it was just, you know, football being played at the highest level, you know, and it sucks that we didn't get this one because I feel like we had our opportunities. We just didn't make the plays. But, you know, I mean, we still got a lot of life left. We're going to keep fighting, keep playing football, you know, keep playing for each other. And I think good things are going to happen. This isn't your first rodeo, obviously. Um, tell me about that, just that. I, I had a chance, uh, you know, you were visiting with some of the players that are younger players. You're talking them through things, talking about situations in the game. Your leadership's going to come in big here down the stretch. Tell me about your thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, honestly, we'll grade the tape tomorrow and we'll be able to talk through things more. Uh, but, you know, I mean, it's kind of, you know, just, you know, talking through situations, making sure we're on the same page and the way we saw it the same way and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, you know, I mean, they made the plays that won the ball game. We didn't, you know. And so, you know, we, you know, head high. We're not going to put our head down. We're going to just keep playing football and stay focused and knowing that uh, you can't let this one beat you twice, you know. I mean, it is what it is. But we can still finish, you know, 10-7, and seven, you know, and have an opportunity to be in the playoffs. No excuses. You guys were really banged up. You were playing inside. You were playing outside. How much did that affect maybe your continuity on the defensive side? Yeah, we believe in everybody on this team. You know, we know that guys, you know, everybody on this roster can step up and play football. So, you know, I think, you know, we're not going to use that as an excuse. We're just going to, you, know, uh, you know, believe in our guys and you know, fight with everything we have. Thanks, big guy. Appreciate your time. No problem. And don't be lost in the fact that it, this isn't excuse making. Yes, you were down to uh, you're playing uh, two backup tackles and a backup center. Communication is key on the offensive line, especially when it comes to the run game. That could have been a reason as well because those guys haven't established a whole lot of chemistry, having to uh, you know play with the with the first team like they had to. So that was a big deal today as well. And of course, the interception hurt. Buccaneers turned that into a touchdown. Interception not on Desmond Ritter. It's on the fact that Kyle Pitts and Van Jefferson both missed blocks on that play and that enabled the defensive back to jump the route. And the Buccaneers punch it in. And you miss two field goals. You give up a safety. The offense was kind of lethargic and stagnant for about a quarter and a half. Yet you still had a chance to win. But your defense, which has been very good all year, could not get a stop. Could not get the Buccaneers off the field. And they were able to establish the run as well. And Buccaneers have not been a very good running team, but they were today. They gashed the Falcons. They certainly did. Baker Mayfield, not great, but just good enough. Led them to a victory. He's feisty. He's a competitor. And as a result, you sit at uh, 6 and 7. 404 726 As I said, four games left. you got to go to Charlotte next week to take on a, a Panthers team, which well, they lost 11 games. Now, they won more, more than one game, Garrett. Are they still stuck in one victory? They got two. I think they actually Either have two. Yeah, they have two. <laughs> No guarantees. You can go up there and sneak up the sneak up the joint as well. No, they have one. Never mind. They have one. They have one in eleven, <laughs> I believe, one. right? Aren't one in twelve yeah, after today. 
one and twelve. After one and twelve. Today. It could always be Holy worse, smokes. man. You could uh, you could have the number one overall pick, but you traded it for uh, Bryce true. Young. Oh, and by the way, apparently what's been going on in Carolina is the fact that uh, apparently some personnel that work with the Carolina Panthers are basically texting uh, possible uh, head coaching candidates and telling them you don't want to come here. It's toxic. You have an erratic owner. It's like the Hunger Games, what they said. Where. <laughs> So they're actually being sabotaged from within the uh, Carolina Panthers. So not necessarily the most uh, desirable job in the world, certainly. But you get the loss today, and it's just so maddening, too. You're going to look back on the season. This team somehow does not make the playoffs, which is a very, very strong possibility, by the way. You're not going to get a wild card. you got to win the division or forget about it because Dallas can have 11 wins and have to qualify as a wild card because the Eagles have run away with that division for the most part, although they got embarrassed up. Uh, last week and they got to go to dallas tonight so maybe dallas has something to say about that but overall offensive football is just horrible it's like a race first team to 20 wins it seems like in the nfl this year with pass completion percentages way down explosive play rates way down a lot of a uh, new wave of younger inexperienced quarterbacks half the league has a quarterback on their uh, rookie contracts as well so hopefully going forward i, don't, I haven't had any report on uh, jake matthews as of yet and he's been an iron man but he had to leave the game today with a with an ankle injury. No, that's actually, he left with a knee injury. Chris Lindstrom had the ankle injury, and he did end up returning. So, quick thing on Jake Matthews. I haven't seen an update for yeah. him yet. I was at the game, and I and I sat there and watched him on the sideline. He stood in the same spot, flexing his right knee and trying to get up and down and squat up and down. Never had a helmet, but take hmm. that for what you will. I mean, I, I don't really know what it well, was. Well, it didn't look like it was a torn ACL, certainly. Maybe it's just like a slight sprain or strain, and they'll he just didn't have shoot him up with yeah. Shoot him up with uh, narcotics, and uh, he'll, he'll be ready to go next week, hopefully. I hope so. That, that's a big deal when you have uh, have to deal with that sort of thing. Let's take a couple of calls before we uh, go to break. Let's go to let's go to E-Rock. E-Rock, what's up? Welcome. Man, look, I called earlier, and, dude, you're way too many excuses. Way too many excuses. Period, point blank. Look, they're trying to put Bijan running Tyler's offense. They're trying to put Drake, you know, trying to go out there and, and play Tyreek Hill. They're trying to play Desmond Ritter as a quarterback. Begin. I guess uh, E-Rock dropped, but he wasn't making a whole lot of sense anyway. His comparisons were kind of befuddling to me. I was confused. It's, it's funny how normally after a game like today, I'm, I'm angry, but now it's just like, like I said, Kind of a resigned helplessness, a bit stoic. It's like, well, another year without a playoff football probably in this town. But anything can happen going forward. You do have two division games left. You get a chance to uh, finish off maybe with a win against the Saints. Maybe this team can get to nine wins. Maybe. They haven't shown me anything to uh, indicate that they can, though. He had a two-game winning streak snap today. First time he'd had a two-game winning streak since the uh, beginning of the season. So all of a sudden this team's going to finish off strong and win three of their next four. I just I don't see it. And I, I, that Chicago game could be kind of dangerous. Bears showed up big time today. They have snuck their way to 5-8, and eight, and they get a victory over the Lions. So the Bears are not going to be easy. And what's the weather going to be like up there on New Year's Eve in uh, Chicago? It's going to be horrible to think. All right, going to come back and wrap things up. Going to go around the league. What happened in the NFL today? This is the Falcons flyover live from Top Draft, Sports Radio 1990. Now more of the Falcons flyover. A complete recap of today's game. Presented by Ticketmaster the official ticket marketplace of the Atlanta Falcons and the NFL. Our Falcons play here. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game.
Here's Ritter. Throws, end zone, London, the catch, and he got knocked down at the five, and the ball game is over. Well, there you go, the final today, 29-25, Falcons dropped to six and seven. How about this quarterback matchup today? You had Nick Mullins against Aiden O'Connell. You're like, who, what? You're talking about NFL, right? Yes. <laughs> Nick Mullins, Aiden O'Connell started today in that um, in the Vikings-Raiders game. Vikings win the game 3-0. 3-0. When did uh, just a couple weeks ago, was it the Patriots? No, the Chargers beat the Patriots 6-0. Unbelievable. Broncos, all of a sudden, they were the laughing stock for a while after getting uh, 70 points dropped on them in Miami. They're just stringing wins together. They get a win over the Chargers. Well, they're winning right now 24-7, about three minutes left to go on that one. Bills in uh, Kansas City all tied at 17 out at Arrowhead. Yes, Taylor Swift is there. Two-minute warning there. 49ers 28-16 over the Seahawks. Christian McCaffrey, first play from scrimmage, took the ball 75 yards, got tackled inside the five-yard line, but he certainly has established himself as a bona fide, quality, quality NFL running back. Certainly a double threat. He can catch for – he can have 1,000 yards – and catches in a thousand yards rushing. That's how useful he is, and that's what he gets used for. Bears over the Lions at home today. TD pass for uh, Justin Fields, 28-13, the final there. Somehow Trevor Lawrence was able to play today for the Jaguars after that horrible ankle injury last week, but he was out there. But the Browns get the victory, a uh, 31-27 there. Bengals beat the Colts, 34-14. Two, t- two touchdowns passing for uh, Jake Brown and kid out of Washington. Remember, he was a quarterback for the Washington Huskies that year. They got to the college football playoff. Saints over the lowly Panthers, 28-6. Falcons will have a date in Charlotte next weekend against those Carolina Panthers who are now, what, 1-12 on the year. Ravens needed overtime to beat the Rams, 37-31. Lamar Jackson, three touchdown passes in that one. And how about Zach Wilson, 301 yards, two touchdowns. Jets embarrass the Texans, 30-6. C.J. Stroud, terrible day, 10-23 of for just 91 yards in that one. Big game tonight, though, you got... Dallas and the Eagles from Dallas. And the Eagles uh, coming off that embarrassing loss to San Francisco. San Francisco just went into Philadelphia last week and just absolutely uh, bullied them. That's going to be an 820 kickoff. Got two Monday night games tomorrow. Packers visiting the Giants. And how about Jordan Love? It was like the first week in November, the uh, Packers uh, GM came out and said, well, we're going to know if we have a quarterback over the next eight weeks. Well, Jordan Love. Four and one. They are four and one in that in that span, winning four of their last five. Maybe a good thing the Falcons got the Packers when they did. Of course, Falcons did beat the Packers earlier this year, but Packers are playing very well. And you also have the Titans visiting the Dolphins tomorrow at 8:15 as well. The uh, morning shift tomorrow, filling in for uh, Tiffany on, on tomorrow and Friday. Of course, we're going to recap what happened today with the Falcons. Desmond Ritter career high, 347 yards, a touchdown, interception. It wasn't really his fault because you, you saw Van Jefferson and Kyle Pitts miss a block there. Tyler Algier couldn't really get much going in the run game. A little bit more in the second half, a bit of a pulse. But in the beginning, though, Tyler Algier, nine carries, just 40 yards, about 4.4 a carry. Bijan Robinson, 10 carries, 34 yards. Drake London, a huge day today, 10 catches, 172 yards. And he and Desmond Ritter have established a lot of chemistry, certainly. And Drake London, one of the best. Uh, I think he's one of the best at going after contested balls in football right now. Such a physical receiver, big physical receiver, strong grip, clearly and he's able to get those 50-50 balls. Kyle Pitts catching his first touchdown pass of the year. Find that hard to believe, right? Guy drafted fourth. He's just kind of been laboring in obscurity a little bit. Rookie year comes out and has a 1,000 yards receiving. But it was the injuries today and just a lot of bad luck. 
the safety uh, Desmond Ritter held on to the ball too long. Elvin gets knocked out in the end zone. Luckily, a Falcon player recovered it, so you only give up ten points and not not six. And the interception, of course, due to the missed blocks and just uh, a lot of bad fortune too. You you had to for the majority of the game you're playing with uh, two backup tackles and, and a backup center. Nate Landman was out today due to an injury. Caleb McGarry, Drew Dahlman, Jeff Okuda. And Jake Matthews left the game uh, with a knee injury. I and mean, you heard Garrett Chapman earlier saying he's over there trying to do squash. It looked like it was uh, like an ACL or something like that, maybe perhaps, perhaps a sprain or something, but he did not return. Chris Lindstrom left the game with an ankle injury, and but he came back in, in the second half. And as I've said several times, the Contavia Street shoulder injury he left for the day, that proved kind of devastating because that's when the Bucks were able to start running the ball. And we're talking about a team that's ranked 30th in the NFL in rushing. And they were able to run the ball today, especially on that last drive. And Richie Grant lets the receiver get behind him in the end zone. And as a result, you get the game winner there. Falcons with uh, really no time left. They had to do a frantic drive to try to get a chance to score the winning touchdown. But And for some reason, on the uh, last play of the game, the, the Hail Mary, as they call it, didn't even throw it into the end zone. Drake London catches it on like the 10-yard line. He gets planted right there. So that was kind of a, a head scratcher as well. Just... Just not a good loss today. Just leaves a bad taste in your mouth. All these all these games the Falcons should have won this year. A lot of winnable games that you let get away. Up in Nashville, Minnesota, Arizona, that one really hurt. And, of course, the Washington Commanders. And for some reason, every time the Falcons play them, something weird seems to happen. But you got four games left. Hopefully you can win three of them. Not very confident in that fact. And now the injuries are really starting to pile up. And if you're going to be really compromised along that offensive line, that's going to be that's going to be a difficult one right there to deal with, certainly. But next week you go to Charlotte, and then you have the last home game of the year in two weeks against the Colts, and we'll probably be back right back here to a top draft for our last broadcast of the year, unless the Falcons somehow get to the playoffs. And well, if they get to the playoffs, they'll have to win the division. If they win the division, they get a home playoff game. But three of your next four, last four games of the season, on the road. So do with that with what you may, but. Injuries are piling up and a bunch of aggravating losses. When this season ends, they don't get to the playoffs. You're going to be looking back and thinking what might have been with those games that uh, just completely got away from them. Again, 29-25 the final. Tampa Bay now sole possession of first place, but they're 6-7. and seven. Falcons 6-7. and seven. Saints are 6-7. and seven. But now those losses in conference of those winnable games, that could come home to bite you if you go to a tie-breaking scenario to decide who uh, the winner of the uh, division is. But that's going to about wrap things up here from uh, Top Draft. Get, re- get ready for uh, Eagles, Cowboys tonight. That's going to be that's going to be a nasty one. And certainly, Eagles looking for a corrective emotional experience after getting absolutely em- embarrassed last week. But hey, we'll try again. Got four of these things left. Still alive in the playoff hunt. Maybe they can figure something out. And maybe they can get healthy. Hopefully. All right, that's going to do it from uh, Top Draft. This has been the Falcons Flyover. This is Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. <laughs> tell your story Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. 
Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.